Hi guys. Howdy. Welcome to History of Haunting. I'm Carrie. I'm Laura. I had to look below my little screen to make sure that we were in the right order. Something happened. Laura and I were messing with the cameras and something happened and we got switched in order. So I had to swap our names. And so then I was like, I hope I'm still, it still says Carrie under me. <laughs> it's it's you'd be super confused. I would. I would. I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't. <laughs> I don't know where I end and you begin, Laura. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's just jump right into the EVPs. EVPs? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was I was going to call them EVPEs, but I, I was just looking at one of EVPEs <laughs> posts on Facebook, so... Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, uh, guys, we want to promote, as always, um, not as always, as recently, uh, <laughs> the Spirit Realm Network and um, the new show that they are going to have on um, February 25th. Uh, where Rick McCallum and Dylan Rathman are going to be doing an, a private investigation. Uh, it's going to be streamed live on Spirit Realm Network on Friday the 25th. It is right there. If I just read the picture that I just put up, I would know that. Um, of the 1910 jail in Globe, Arizona. So I'm excited for this. I'll be interested to see what kind of... Um, what kind of activity that they have, uh, Laura, because as you know, we had kind of a quiet night there, but it was chock full of EVPs that we were capturing and we had no idea that we were capturing them. So it'll be interesting to see what Rick and Dylan um, come up with. So everybody, you can find them on the spiritrealm.net and uh, yeah, just watch it. And then if you see something that, that they, they're not seeing and you can direct them where to go and what to if check you out see something say something yes <laughs> that is that applies here too uh <laughs> so um we want to go ahead and promote that it's going to be a lot of fun it's that weekend there's a lot of really cool stuff happening that weekend um one of the things is uh we are actually my family and i are going to dc for the day because koi turns 21 and um he the last time he and i were in dc he saw the spy museum and he wanted to go, but they weren't open yet because of COVID. So we're surprising Koi with tickets to the spy museum. So we're going to go up on a day trip because DC is only like three hours from us. That's so cool. Yeah. I always wanted to go to the spy museum. Yeah. It's going to be really, really cool. So, um, we got that. We've got, um, Spirit Realm Network is, uh, I'm going to be watching that on Friday. And then, um, that's also the weekend, guys. If any of you are going to be down in Savannah, they are having a paranormal convention starring, uh, my friend. She's not really starring, but she's going to be there. Andrea Perrin. So if you guys can get your little tookuses down to Savannah, uh, definitely go and check that out. There's going to be a lot of phenomenal, uh, guests and vendors there. So I definitely want to check out a paranormal convention this year and we have southern entities has gettysburg on the books for august so gonna be exciting it's gonna be a lot of fun um in the sad news of of that uh laura and i have had to postpone our trip to savannah 
for this month because I'm still not working. So <laughs> didn't make a whole lot of sense to go out of town. Um, so hopefully that's going to turn around here in the coming days. But we have postponed our Savannah trip for February, which is a big fat bummer. I really wanted to do this Segway tour. Right? I mean, just that alone. I know. I know. you. That's what you were looking forward to. It, it, anything with you, Carrie, is just a pleasure. I know. I know. Um, so that's all I had. Um, we do have a really big announcement uh, for the podcast that we are going to be bringing you, if we can get our ducks in a row, next week's episode. Uh, we're really excited about this, you guys. And um, so we wanted to let you know that that is forthcoming. Um, but it is a pretty big announcement. We're we're pretty excited about it. So stay tuned. Be sure to listen to next week's episode. Um, potentially, like I said, if Laura and I can get our ducks in a row and, and get it. Don't count on it is basically what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to try, but... Hopefully we can announce it before the event actually happens. That would be fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> Goals, Carrie. Goals. Goals. You got to have them. You got to have them. Um, on it. Yeah, so that's all I've got. Laura, what about you? What's been going on uh, in your little homestead? How's your cat? Uh, <laughs> we had some technical issues getting started today because um, I'm hooking up my... Getting ready, I'm setting up my stuff. And I'm hooking up my mic and it's not fucking working. And I'm like looking, you know, trying to figure out like what's... <laughs> I thought it was the connection between the computer. It is not. Um, I'm checking the mic connection. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so apparently, um, because I kind of loop, um, when I put my stuff away for the evening, I put my headphones and my microphone together and kind of like wrap the cords around. Sure. And I had not secured them enough, clearly, because my cat ate through the fucking... Mike microphone cord. <laughs> God. But it's not like chewed all the way through so where you would notice it. Oh, okay. It's just like one section that if you look closely, you can see that the, it's all frayed. Yikes. Well, we'll have to hop on Yeti's website and see if they, you could buy a replacement cord. I'm sure you can. Yeah, see. Oh, see? Mm, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Assholio is what the cat is right now. Um, <laughs> and that was after this morning. <laughs> yes. Tell the and story. It's so fun. He, so I think I was working already and he came in here and his litter box is down the hall in the other bathroom. And um, yeah, he smelled like shit. And I was like, what is happening? And apparently he stepped in his own poop. Like a jackass, and so we had poop on him, so, and was then tracking it around the house. So I had to grab him, um, and he knew something was up, right? So as soon as I went to go get him, because I'm all ah fuck, right? He started freaking out, and he books it under like across the house under my bed. Thank God he didn't jump on top of my bed. And oh God, then, I cannot know. Yeah, so I had to pull him out from underneath my bed. Take him to the bathroom, get him in the bath, wash him, which every is every cat's fucking dream. Yeah. Um, 
So luckily, he's very kind and he did not, you know, shred me. He but, is a, such a mild-mannered cat. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he was pissed off at me for the rest of the day. Sure. Um, I wasn't that fucking upset about it. Apparently, he decided to get even and chew my fucking microphone cord, so now we're even, asshole. Yeah. Um, I, I thought we were good, but apparently not. Right? So it has been quite the adventure with the cat today, I suppose. Um, it sounds like it, for sure. Yeah. So other than that, not much. Just normal life stuff. Yeah. 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 Trying to get a pet. That's what we say. It's fun. It's a constant yeah. adventure. That is true. Yes. It's like a kid. There's always something. <laughs> There's always something. There's always something. There's a mess everywhere. Something's always sticky. Uh, they're into stuff they're not supposed to be. <laughs> Pretty much constantly in my house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't uh, miss those days. My child will be 21, and uh, I fought long and hard to get here, to be honest. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, should we just get into the episode? Because it's going to be a little lengthy uh, today, guys. We are going to be telling you a bunch of different um, encounters and stories of... Black-eyed kids. Are you familiar with this um, urban legend? Or um, I have heard of it, and I know. A li- I think I remember a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've kind of I've uh, read about it. This little kind of creepy pasta weird thing. Yeah, I know, and and some of these stories are absolutely. Terrifying. I wrote the script and I was going through all of the, the different encounters that people have had with these children. And uh, I was just glad it was like 8 a.m. The sun was out. It was bright. It wasn't like late at night and I didn't have to go to bed right away because these are freaking hella creepy. Anyway, let's get started. All right. So our sources for this episode are tbsnews.net and thoughtcatalog.com. Yes, they are. Okay. Let's do it. This is creepy. All right. So the black-eyed children or black-eyed kids is an urban legend of paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16. These creatures with pale skin and black eyes have reportedly been seen hitchhiking, panhandling, or at the doorsteps of residential homes. Don't love it. They might... Right? Mm-mm. I mean, I don't want any creepy cat, like... I don't want anyone coming to my door, including Amazon or UPS or even, you know, the pizza delivery guy, but definitely not these kids. Nope. Uh, They might knock on your door on a late wintry night. You may see them approaching your car while you are waiting at the signal or a gas station. It might seem like they need help or they just, they might just stand still for no reason. That's the worst. That's the worst. Just having them be like... Staring at you with their black eyes and their no expression. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right. These children do not look threatening. They would want to get in your house or your car. They will be persistent. Suddenly you will notice something is not right about these children. Their eyes, pure black, from lid to lid. Dead black orbs devoid of sclera or iris will chill up your spine. You have finally come across the black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. 
stories keep circulating, all following a very similar pattern. Um, kids with eyes completely blacked out appear at people's homes or vehicles, knock on the door, and then ins- insist upon getting inside. Anyone who encountered them has almost immediately felt an overwhelming sense of dread. Uh, besides the blacked out eyes, these children like appear normal, so um, sometimes their attire seems outdated. In extremely unusual instances, uh, people have reported encountering creatures with talon-like feet. That is a talon-like feet? Uh-huh. Gross. Like, if I don't cut Zane's toenails, they look kind of like fucking talons. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what the problem is. I mean, maybe they just Mm-mm. have bad hygiene. Um, Let's try not to be so judgy as a as a right? group, guys. Maybe they need a pedicure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lord knows I do. No one knows where or how these creatures pop up. Uh, conspiracy theorists believe that black-eyed children are aliens trying to reach out to their earth. Mm. Demonologists believe they are children of the devil himself. And if you let them in, you are allowing the devil to enter your life. I feel that way about my own fucking kid a lot. Um, <laughs> if you let them in, shit's going to happen. Oh, so um, you've got a lot of doorways to demonic possession already going on. So, so many. Uh, they want to enter your your home to call their parents. However, upon making eye contact, it seems like there's a much more sinister plot to the story. Um, some people claim that these kids have existed since the 1980s. However, most sources say the legend originated in 1996 in posts written by a Texas reporter named Brian Bethel, where he wrote about two alleged encounters with the black-eyed children. He said that he encountered two children in Abilene, Texas. With it's always Texas. Eyes. Dude, Texas is responsible for a lot of fucking crazy shit. <laughs> not gonna lie. I live there. I'm telling you the truth. You're like, honestly. <laughs> really? And in 2012, Bethel retold his story on the TV show Monsters and Mysteries in America. Uh, he then wrote an article for the Abilene Reporter News where he described his experience again. One of his encounters goes like this. Um, in a town within the middle of nowhere of Vermont, uh, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on the door. Um, they opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. May we please use the restroom? The wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. We have some really good allegory going on here. Don't Uh, (laughs) She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his handful of blood from a nosebleed. Uh, The power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the kid's eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall uttering, our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved, but did not receive the same friendly gesture. Uh, The two men and children then drove away together in one car. 
The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in the pool of its blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with very aggressive skin cancer. Mm-mm. Fucking weird. Yeah, I don't love it at all. And the fact that the pets are being... Mm-mm. Yeah. Why did we pick this? I'm creeped out. Did they eat the pets? No. Good luck eating my dogs. They are loud as fuck. Well, we had... This has been requested by uh, one of our Patreons, too. Angelique asked us to do Mm. this one. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, people want to hear this story. Yeah. Again, I don't know why, but, you know, I don't know why they want to hear most of the shit that we tell them about, to be honest. (laughs) So this is just like the rest of them, I guess. God love them. Um, God, we love you guys. You're the best. Yeah. Okay, so it almost felt like a dream. Here's a new one. All right, new story. Yeah, new story. Midnight caller. All right. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog Lucy barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter. Staring at her door like an unknown stranger was out there... Staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. Okay. Oh, I don't know, the dog. And it was like, what's happening? I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. A roommate, a creak from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared. And I figured it should work with the puppy too. I opened the door and she raced to the front door. She stood there, snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl, one I had never heard her make before. Mm. Right? Listen to your dog. Um, so I looked to gro- <laughs> so I looked groggily at her hand at her, and opened the baby gate, blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumping toward me, and when I touched the middle, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, whimpered, almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. Uh, My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside were two kids. Probably because your fucking dog's going crazy. There's either an Amazon package or... A black-eyed child. Killer. Right. (laughs) Or alien children. You never know. Uh, One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. Uh, I'm 21 and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long about mid-back with long, thin, blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. It's a horrible haircut. Right? I'm all, one, bad haircut. No wonder she's upset. Um, Two, no one is a honey blonde anymore. (laughs) And three, oh. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin-looking olive-colored pullover-style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four. I've got to burn all my hoodies. the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it wasn't identical to one my daughter has, or as was their style of dress. 
Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Uh, but something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indicators I was at the door. The older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly, and that was when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black, or midnight blue, or dark, dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, our mother is worried. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories... I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I have never been one to believe in these things as a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took that second step back, she became commanding, um, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. Maybe we come in and use your phone. Lucy snarled at the door, and I inched backward. Though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back toward the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night, and I haven't slept right since. I know from reading about them that BEKs can't just come in without permission. I know they haven't hurt anyone, but I still fear I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, but this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock at the door, this tells me otherwise. No. No. Don't love it? Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate the whole idea of it. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I just get super annoyed when anybody, like, shows up unannounced. Right? <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, you know how much fun I've been having with my ring doorbell, which is actually just... <laughs> Can you imagine? You fucking your ring notification goes off. <laughs> it's just so ah, I would freak <laughs> out. I would freak out. All right. Okay. Um, all right, so the next story. Um, on March 17, 2008, I had my one and only encounter. One would hope it only be one fucking encounter. Oh, God, I know. Could kid. you imagine if it like happened like every year? Right, like once a week. <laughs> just creepy around the corner. I just need to move. <laughs> I would have to sell my right. beautiful home. <laughs> uh, before my experience, I had never heard of anything having to do with the black-eyed kids. Um, I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her haircut. And about 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked at um, at me. 
Who cares? It was not anyone I knew. Yeah, no one cares about your friend from school. Just ignore them. Say hi on Monday. All right. <laughs> at this point, I was not scared at all. Not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes to freak me out. Let me tell you, if you have never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdressers. Um, and a sister my mother to give him to the keys to the car. She refused. <laughs> God, she did. Why would you give anyone the keys to your car? <laughs> right? Just some kid with black eyes. Oh, sure. Here you go. Yeah. My kid's in there. You should drive around. Um, <laughs> go get an ice cream. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next story. Uh, this incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. Oh. We moved cross country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Hmm. Raleigh, being naive and new Southwest. To city <laughs> 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 uh, no, it's probably fucking Phoenix. It probably um, is. <laughs> South Mountain Community College is a big grad school, right? Mm. <laughs> sure is. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off. Um, to this peculiarity of this situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. The The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, Knee length, black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. No. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chain door, and before I could speak, he asked if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied, and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I reply, albeit a little confused. Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, No, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom. Yeah. All jacked up on adrenaline, adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out of the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think, to myself as I turn to enter the house. I notice a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Are we going to gloss right over the fact that he was in like a knee-length black leather coat? Who has that? Besides Angel and Spike from Buffy. <laughs> I'm all, I'm sure lots of vampires. What's the Wesley Snipes one? Mm. 
Blade. Yeah, Blade. Blade. I'm pretty sure he had one. Okay, so maybe this kid was a vampire, but still. I hate it. All right. Okay, keep going. All right, next story. Yeah. I helped them once. Never, ever, under any circumstance, do it. I'm not sure what they do, but it feels as if they're ripping out your ripping your soul out. They get really close to you, and you get amazingly drowsy. If it weren't for my girlfriend showing up mid-invasion and kicking them out, I would probably be dead. I didn't even see the black eyes until I had let them in. They're getting smarter. Great. I hate that. Mother, they make you drowsy. Like, can I just need one to come by, like, around 10 every night? <laughs> you absolutely don't need any help being feeling tired. They sound like dementors. They kind of do, father. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in little kid bodies. Right? Careful, that's a doorway to demonic possession, Harry Potter. Remember that list? Oh, I do. I've been laughing about it ever since. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oops, there goes another one. <laughs> Doorways popping open all over the place. <laughs> all over. All right, so the next story. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm in my early 20s. I just moved into this apartment, and I tend to live a very private life. Um, that means they're gay. I don't even have a Facebook account. I work during the day at a grocery store. Okay, so I'm walking up my flight of steps to get to my apartment, and I hear these kids laughing, and then I heard whispering. It was kind of late, so I thought this was weird, but I ignored it and walked into my apartment. I live on the third floor. I was getting ready to open my balcony door. It was really muggy in my apartment. I walk over to the door and pull my blinds, and two kids are fucking staring back at me. Sorry for the F-bomb, but I'm still shaking. (laughs) I screamed and backed away, smashing my leg into the end table. They were both in blue jeans, and the oldest, who was taller, had on a green shirt with white stripes, and the younger had on a button-up light blue shirt. The oldest one touched the sliding door. Hey, miss, can you let us in? The younger one just kept looking around. I still just stared at them. I finally was able to say, how'd you get on my balcony? I walked to the door and noticed how excited the older one got. He moved closer to the entrance. Can you let us in? I wasn't thinking I unlocked the door, and when I looked up their eyes, you guys, their eyes were black. The entire eye. I quick locked the door and told them I had to call the police because my door was jammed and I couldn't unlock the door. So I called the police. The oldest boy pleaded with me the entire time to let them in. The police arrived about an hour ago. They came in and walked to the balcony. When they opened my balcony door, nothing was there. They looked down and saw two children. They were running in the parking lot and away from the building. The police took a report and said they had to have had help getting up there and that they would question the neighbors. Um, I'm freaking out. I'm crying. I don't want to stay here. But then again, I don't feel safe going outside right now. On the third floor of her balcony. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. All right. So All right. Here's your last one. All right. I live in a big city um, in South BC, and it's 11.52 here as I type this. I had just got home from The Conjuring. Scary <laughs> shit, I'm telling you. <laughs> I was lurking on um, R Creepy. What is it? Like Reddit. Reddit. Yeah, yeah, Reddit Creepy. And heard a knock on the door. I walked over confused because I live alone and I'm a recluse. As I approached the door, I felt pure terror. 
The feeling you get when you feel like death is imminent and you're facing your biggest fear. When I opened the door, I was shaking badly. I was staring into the face of a 6'3 teenage girl. That's huge. (laughs) Right? That's a fucking tall bitch. All right. She was still four inches shorter than me, Mm. but I felt... Right? And he's a giant. Um... (laughs) But I felt like I was about to faint. She asked if she could enter the premises because her mom had left town and she lost her keys. She claimed she needed a couch to sleep on and was cold. I blinked and screamed bloody murder, slamming the door in her face. I ran to my room and grabbed my revolver and sat in the recliner facing the door until I dozed off. When I woke up, I looked outside and she was gone, but the word soon was scratched weakly into the door. Mm-mm. Creepy. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm going to pause because I'm going to need more wine for these, the rest of these, because I am (laughs) so creeped out. I wrote this during the day, but telling it at night, I'm like, is my, is my doorbell camera going to go off? I'm scared. Um, If I get a ring notification while we're doing this, I'm going to be like, I'm not going out there. uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No. I'm not even gonna look. Zane, go. No, Zane would let him in. <laughs> Don't have like, Zane answer the door. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back, guys. In like a blink of an eye to you. Yeah. Okay, so now we're on to my uh, portion of the show, which is basically just still creepy stuff. Um, Thank you, Angelique, for the suggestion. Uh, you're not allowed to suggest anymore. Sorry. <laughs> We're both creeped out. We don't like this. <laughs> um, this story is titled, Don't Go Out at Night and Always Beware the Devils. So they say, reading the stories, I had always been a skeptic. Stories, alleged firsthand experiences, hauntings, possessions, they are all well and good for a quick ch- a quick chill, a cheap thrill, and something I read to get my heart rate up. Getting scared can be fun sometimes as long as you don't overdo it. It's just a little something, it's just a little silly something to get worked up about. In my lurking in books and on numerous sites on the internet, credible or not, I have come across many a story or account about ghosts, demons, the Jersey Devil, you name it. She's probably listened to our podcast. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Recently, I found my way into stories about the BEK or black eyed kids. No, these children did not get a black eye from a fight. I don't believe there would be a soul out there with the backbone to try and attack these kids. I've always been a very fact-based person. If its existence was not apparent or the existence of the thing in question and not testable and verifiable, to me, it did not exist. However, one night, one long, terrifying night, which still haunts me to this very day, showed me the proof required to open my eyes and mind. And that's generally what it takes. That's generally what it takes is an encounter that you know you had and there's no other explanation for it. So they go on to say, my story begins when I left my mom's house. I had gone over to visit because my father, her husband of 63 years, recently passed away and mom wasn't taking it too well. I knew she needed support from her loved ones and I was more than willing to go visit and keep her company, but it was getting late. My mom lives in the suburbs, tidy lawns, plenty of neighborhoods, paved roads, and even though it was near 11 p.m. when I left, the streets were extremely lit by the streetlights who always had your safety and ease of mind at heart. I admit I was terribly chilled. 
I turned out of the neighborhood, deciding to take the back way, the shorter way home tonight. In hindsight, that might not have been a great idea. (laughs) I live a significant ways away, out in the middle of the country, in the old farmhouse I grew up in, which my father had left in my name when he and my mom had moved out into a smaller place, more easy to care for and affordable. He, my father, had always told me growing up, Don't go out at night and always beware the devils. He was a strong believer in anything and everything paranormal, a very superstitious man, and I always had to resist the urge to laugh at his words, but I knew that he meant well. Sounds like our kind of guy. Right. A few moments later, the low grumble of thunder sounded heavy and long. However, no rain fell just yet, much to my pleasure. I hate driving at night and and in the rain, and putting those two together would end badly. I just knew it. Accompanied by... Only by the occasional roll of thunder, I started to feel a bit anxious. I can't explain it. I just felt shaken up, probably because it was night and it could start to rain. Or maybe I had been reading too many ghost stories and legends, and tonight seemed to reflect the mood of the stories I read almost obsessively. Um, I gripped the steering wheel tightly as more thunder boomed from the sky. Glancing down at the dashboard, I noticed I was nearly out of gas. Of course she was. Ugh. Groaning, I searched the road for a sign for gas. As I was scanning the side of the road, I noticed from the corner of my eye two figures walking on the side of the road shrouded in shadow. They were walking slowly. One turned around and walking backwards, his or her thumb was sticking out. I felt compelled to pull over and give them a ride, and I found my hands turning the wheel slightly, but I pulled back realizing how stupid it would be of me to accept two random strangers into my car in the middle of the night on a backcountry road. <laughs> um, that gets you on my favorite murder. Different podcast. I was just <laughs> going to say, and it's people like that are the reason my favorite murder is the number two mm-hmm. podcast in the country. Right. Mm. So she goes on to say, I sped up and passed them, trying not to look at them as I did so though I felt oddly intrigued by them. As I focused on the road ahead, it started drizzling, dropping my mood another level or two. Along with the rain, the thunder seemed louder, closer, and louder and closer as the storm moved in. A few seconds passed until I gave into my compulsion to look at the two figures, and I glanced in my rearview mirror. It seemed as if the two were walking faster, and the one no longer had his thumb out, but it had to be my imagination. How would I be able to tell if they were walking faster or not? It was rainy and dark. Soon I was pulling into the gas station slowly as the rain started to pick up. The store was closed, but luckily it had a 24 hour gas pump service. I don't know how lucky that is. Right. <laughs> that was good for me as if they had not, I'd have run out a few more miles down the road. I stood under, stood under the light of the overhang. Now I'm going to be creeped out getting gas at night. And you do live in the middle of nowhere. I do live in the middle of nowhere. There's 2,500 people in my town. (laughs) (laughs) I stood under the light of the overhang, trying to figure out how to work the pump, which seemed to be so overcomplicated in the dim light, and with my mind not being able to focus on this simple task. Suddenly, the overhang lights of the gas stop started flickering wildly, a couple going out altogether. It seemed as if the temperature dropped 20 degrees in a few seconds, and as I glanced around, a sinking feeling was starting. As if in slow motion, I turned around, facing back towards the road, and saw what I expected to see there. But even as much as I knew what I'd see, I still felt a drop of my stomach, the color draining from my face, and I breathed a sharp, cold breath forcefully as it almost caught in my throat. 
Across the street, the two figures were standing facing me. They started crossing the street slowly, but surely, and I fumbled with the gas pump. It had only been a few moments, but it seemed as if the gas pump was taking its precious time. I was shaking hard now, and I looked back up. The figures were now at the entrance to the gas stop, and my breath was quick and shallow. As I blindly shoved the pump back into its holder, not being able to tear my eyes away from the figures. As they drew closer, I became more frantic, even though now as they walked into the flickering light of the overhang, I saw they were just two teenagers. They looked ragged and frigid and soaked from the rain. I straightened up a bit, still terrified, but another compulsive feeling similar to the one I experienced in the car was bubbling, and I felt obligated to talk to these two, though I insisted to myself to just drive away, not to risk anything. They were extremely close now at the next pump when I slid into my car, shaking wildly and fumbled for my keys, cursing myself as I dropped them on the floor, leaning down. See, this is why you have just push button start. (laughs) Just at least lock the doors. I mean, (laughs) seriously. Um, (laughs) leaning down, I swiped them up and sat back up in a cold, sickening feeling as I came face to face with one of the teens who had his hand on my window, knocking slowly, but forcefully. Oh, why the slow knock? Right. I rolled down the window a bit, just a bit. Yes. (laughs) God. You had to do it. I did. I'm going to freak out. I should go (laughs) lock my office door. Um... I rolled down the window a bit, just a bit, no bigger than to allow maybe a small child's hand through. Before I spoke, he spoke first, the other figure standing in the background still, but I could see something of a grin there on her pale face. Can you give us a ride into town? We missed the bus and don't have a ride. He spoke slow and something about his voice made me shiver. Clearing my throat, I glanced at the dashboard and at the keys in my hand. I'm sorry, but I'm not going into town. I stuttered, keeping my eyes down, not at the kids. However, the teenager knocked harsher, made me jump a little as he insisted another time for a ride. I told him no once more and looked up, trying to seem intimidating, which seemed silly trying to intimidate a which seemed silly trying to seem intimidating to a child, but a horrible chilling sight greeted me. I looked the kid right in the eyes and gasped sharply, my back hitting my seat as I went to back away. He had eyes, but they were blacker than the night, pitch black, no discernible pupils, no white whatsoever showing, pure black, deep, brooding, and surprisingly intriguing. But my fear got the better of me, and I quickly turned the key and my engine revved to life. I thanked God, which I had never, ever done before tonight. (laughs) (laughs) My car had not stalled and went to pull away, and the kid banged on my window with a pale fist, screaming for a ride. I took off speedily down the road, apologizing to my father again and again I had, that I had laughed at him, never taking his warning seriously. After a few more minutes, I pulled into my driveway and right into my lawn in front of my porch. I didn't want to spend any more time outside than I already had, and I jumped from the car, leaving the car door open, and ran inside, slamming the door and locking it, even going as far as to put a chair in front of the door in case someone or something tried to get in. Singing to the chair in front of the door, I shivered uncontrollably and started to cry, hiding my face in my hands as two dark figures stood at the end of my driveway. I like it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Good one. I gotta tell you. That's pretty creeps. Yeah, it's super creeps. Um... 
The next one said, last night was like any other night. I was switching between listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone in so I can hear my infant daughter if she cries. That way my wife can get a full night's sleep. She works at 4 a.m. at the hospital every day. When I decide to go lay down in the spare bed in the baby's room. Oh, this one. I remember this one. (laughs) Just as I dozed off, I heard a thumping coming from the front porch. Startled at first, I opened my eyes and then scanned the room. Realizing it was most likely my cat scratching himself on the front porch, I dozed back off. Then again, the thumping. Damn cat. I got out of bed to run him off the porch, only to see he wasn't there anymore. Now that I was up again, I wasn't the least bit tired. I figured I'll just get some tea and check Facebook while I'm up, maybe finish the web series I was watching on YouTube. A few minutes into the video, I felt a sudden urge to look up at the kitchen window, and there they were. The tops of two short-statured people's heads cresting just cresting the stairs just above my window frame. The people were short enough not to see in my window, but I could see out. I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach turned, but the knock, the knock was a steady, hollow thump. The very same thump I had just blamed on my cat. Deciding it was best not to answer, I shut my laptop and crept by the door back to the baby's room. I assumed it was um, some of the people from the low-income housing across the road from me that were high or hiding from the cops or maybe looking for my cousin who stays with me often and has many friends over there. All right. The last thing I needed was to try to explain to stoners that I was trying to sleep even though it was 2 a.m. It wasn't until I got to my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows, both windows, a room apart, thumping in perfect time. These stoners were going to wake up my daughter if I didn't run them off now. Pissed off, I went out to the kitchen, unlocked and opened the door, ready to run around the side of the house and kick some little idiot's ass. It happened then. There, standing looking up at me, were two 10 or 11-year-old boys. The feeling of dread and the smell of mold almost made me vomit. The smaller of the two boys then spoke. May we use your telegraph? Huh? I just stared blankly at these boys, horrified of what I then realized. Their eyes were pitch black. He asked again to use my telegraph. There wasn't a sound to be heard. No crickets chirping, no dogs barking, no cars driving by, nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone or phone or cell, anything that would have made any sense of the situation, and calmly replied, I don't have service at my house, sorry. The expressions on their faces turned to rage as I finished my sentence. I swiftly shut the door and locked it as quickly as I could, then stumbled back to protect my daughter. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact that she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm. Everything seemed okay with her. Thank God. Right? That's creepy as fuck. That's terrifying. Um, The thumping on the windows was back, and I dropped to the floor, close to the wall as I could, and held my little girl in my arms and wept like a child. I felt helpless and afraid. I lied there for what felt like hours and hours, crying and shaking until I heard it, my wife's alarm clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off, and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you, my wife asked. I just had a bad dream is all I could mutter. Okay, well, give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed my wife the baby, and she fed her like any normal day. I turned on every light in the house and made coffee for her. For some reason, just having her awake calmed my nerves enough to pretend like nothing happened. I walked her out to her car nervously with the baby in my arms. I asked her not to leave until I walked back into the house. She was put off by the request, but did so to humor me. 
Once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again. And in the house, I sat horrified until she got home. I insisted we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house. And here I sit horrified while she sleeps in the guest room with my daughter, wondering why they stopped when the alarm went off. I think I know the answer. I was aware of black eyed kids. I was aware of black eyed kids and she wasn't. Every story I've read about them is from somebody who already knew about them. Maybe just maybe knowledge of them existing is the only reason they visit. I'm afraid and I'm sorry. Yeah, so thanks for telling us, Ashley. You're welcome. You're very, <laughs> very welcome. Um, so that is the end of the stories. I do want to say that the legend has actually even crossed bodies of water and landed in the UK, where in 2014, the Daily Star wrote three front page stories about sightings of the black eyed children in the haunted pub in Staffordshire. Ghost hunters who believe that the black eyed children were extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts took these alleged sightings very seriously. Nowadays, people still claim to see the black eyed children when driving late at night down an empty road or outside of their window late at night or even lurking in the shadows of their room. Many people have reported seeing the black eyed children standing in the corner of their room during their episodes of sleep paralysis or even waking up in the middle of the night because they sent someone watching them and in the shadows were these children. Bruce. And that is black eyed kids. Right. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah, we need to go back to recording during the day. Because <laughs> this is awful. Um, what do you think, Laura? And the next ones we're doing aren't getting any better. Uh-uh, right? they're really not. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know how much credence I've been into it, but... This Great, you're going to be the one that sees them first. Yeah. Um, Probably. I got fucking getting. <laughs> Dude, if he has black eyes, big problems. Great. Oh, they're hazel. He's cute. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely know something goes wrong with him. Um, I like it. I think some of these, these authors of the stories, if they're not real, I don't know. Uh, if they're not real, these are were really great stories yeah, they well, were well written, written. There you go. very well written yeah like you said the allegory was really <laughs> quite quite something <laughs> what are we doing in here yeah for sure so anyway yeah that that's what we have for this week guys i do not have strange history um i still have not found my book um <laughs> and so that's that's that on that um you got anything you want to say before we wrap her up? Yeah, if anybody knows or has any stories about this, tell us. Let us know. If you've uh-huh. ever seen it. Yeah. Know, yeah, for if sure. If it wasn't like a creepy meth head or something, um, let nope. us know. We don't want any creepy meth head stories. Um, those are worse. <laughs> those are just worse. Um, yeah. But let us know. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, Laura, why don't you tell them where they can follow us? Find us. Stalk us. Don't stalk us. We're kidding. Yeah, we're not actually even that interesting, to be honest. <laughs> we're not that interesting, <laughs> I swear. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at HOH Podcast. My chair squeaks. I oh, heard that. 
Oh no, what happened? Oh no. We're also on the TikTok. <laughs> That's where this yeah, was okay. supposed to be. Um, yeah, the TikTok at, uh, let's see, can I get it? Not gonna work. Nope. Okay. Uh, at <laughs> HOAH podcast, at HOAH Carrie, and at HOAH co host Laura. Let's see if the thank you works. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Laura and I were trying to mess with different types of cameras and stuff for this. And I think in my screwing with something, I, I shut something off I shouldn't have. My cat probably ate it. I mean, let's be honest. Probably. But my little buttons on my stream deck are not, like, cooperating. So the little TikTok button. Nope. It's gone. That's neat. Okay. <laughs> I'll fix that. <laughs> telling you what, sure, man. Sure. I'm telling you what. Anyway, guys, we um, hope you are having a wonderful uh, week. Weekend? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're coming. We're closing in on Valentine's Day. Uh, but the m- more important story here is we're closing in on my birthday, the Big 45. <laughs> I already have your card. I'm really excited. Actually, I should probably mail that soon. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. Um, I just mailed Laura's Christmas present, so you'll be getting those forthwith. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Spirit Realm Network. Remember, February 25th, uh, for Destination Fear fans, uh, they are coming out with their uh, Dakota, Chelsea, no, Chelsea, yes, Dakota, Chelsea, and Tanner filmed a documentary called trail to terror long before destination fear and they're actually going to be dropping that on discovery plus on february 24th so you know where i'm going to be and um yeah that's all i have uh next week we will uh have a fun announcement we're very excited about this you guys it's it's going to be great um so laura why don't you bring it on home and let everybody know um, what we always say. I'm going to flip the script. <laughs> what we always say? Um, stay, stay safe out there. There you go. <laughs> because you never know who or what Black Eyed Kid is listening. Why did you no. hate you? No. All right. Yeah, everybody keep your eyes shut. Right? <laughs> Nobody answered the door ever. (laughs) All right, guys, we love you. And watch out for black eyed kids because those are creepy as hell. And cats that eat all your shit. Also creepy as hell. Also creepy as hell. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)